Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. TV I Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. Today on the show, I'm joined by one of my favorite past guests, a friend of the pod at this point. Uh, He came on last December to reveal his underrated TV hits of last year, and now he's back to talk about our favorite hits for halfway through 2023, because there's been so much TV, you're missing a lot of things. So welcome to Jason Manzoukas. He is back to talk about his favorite shows. You do. I don't think I even need to introduce you. What you, I, you don't even need. You you can you can just completely abandon the intro. Let's go. I, we yeah. got a lot to talk about. Wait, do you need me to say like a comedian? Blah blah no, blah. No, no, no. There's I don't TV need to, to talk about. There is is more important things than my credits. Yeah, come on. I do want to. I do want to remind you, listeners. Uh, you can still donate to the WGA. We are still on strike. Uh, So if you want to donate to Hollywood crew members in need, please hit up the Entertainment Community Fund. That's entertainmentcommunity.org. And more important than Jason's credits. We're going to be talking about a lot of incredibly well-written shows, many of which, if not most, fall under the WGA. Yeah. Uh, We are both striking. We are out there on those lines. Yeah, um, yeah. Supporting this strike. Uh, You were at Netflix this week, I think, with the the Big Mouth team. I was with the Big Mouth group, the Animation Day at Netflix. Uh, Um, Yeah, Netflix is, is rowdy. It's oh, the, yeah. yeah, it's the rowdiest place to go yeah. strike. So it's pretty good. It's yeah. pretty, it That's the one fun. I tell people. It's kind of a party. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how have you been? There's been so much TV this year. You feeling overwhelmed? You know, um, I am feeling overwhelmed. I will say, like, I approach television now like it's part of like a job I'm doing. Yeah. Like I have a list and I keep a list, a list of things to watch and I keep like when I was preparing to talk to you I just consult my media diet list which is everything that I watch I write down but there is such a there's now comes along with it all a degree of anxiety about like oh no I I still have x number of episodes of such and such I have to I'm also a completist same so I if I watch 
enough of a thing, even if I'm not enjoying it that much, yeah. I have to finish. I have to finish it, which is why I, I finished the last three episodes of Duncanville, which aired eight, nine months ago. Oh, finished wow. it last week. I was like, oh my God, there's still three episodes I didn't finish. Oh my God. <laughs> so Fox's Duncanville had to get it, had to get it done. Yeah, you gotta you gotta check that box. And I find yeah. I find now TV. And, and some other stuff, comics and some other things that operate in that same world now is something that gives me so much joy, but also a degree of constant stress and anxiety such that yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not really in the mood for this right now, but I got to watch I gotta watch two it. full episodes of it because otherwise I'm going to fall too far behind yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. I just this week, I realized I totally forgot Dark Side of the Ring season four premiere was t- three days ago. Oh, I had no idea. I was like, how did I miss this? This should have been. Or the worst will be somehow, sometimes I'll tune into something and I'll be like, oh, has such and such come out yet? And not only has it come out, the full season has. Oh, yeah. So the suddenly there's 12 hours of something that's yeah. just now demands that I start watching it. Yeah, that was uh, for me. Rise of the Pink Ladies on Paramount Plus. Oh uh, gosh, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get you, into. It. You weren't into this gr- this Grease prequel. That I they wasn't gave into us. the Grease school. Yeah, the Grease school. It <laughs> it won me over. I'm I'm on Did their it? side. Like I love those girls now. Like they're my sisters. Um, wow. I need eighty thousand seasons of this show. Uh, but it, I, re- by the time I realized it was going, I was like, oh, there's just fully like 10 episodes out. Like I have, are got we to- now, are we just now in full on 2020s nostalgia yeah. for the sixties and seventies nostalgia for uh, the fifties? Yeah. Like we, we're now, we're now multiple steps fully removed yeah. from all of that. I'm like, I just want three streaming things and I, I want them to tell me what's on TV from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Oh. every night. And that's all I want. Oh, it is. It's exhausting. The list is just going through stuff to talk about. And then I don't know, because I am I know you, you watch a oh. tremendous amount of stuff yeah. and you also are incredibly present tense about what you're watching. Yeah. Rise of the Pink Ladies being a perfect example or, or, you know, but how often are you picking up and engaging in something from the past or something that someone is like, you know what I think you would like, you know, like, let's yeah. just say, for example, you'd never seen Lost or I some... have, I've never seen Lost. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Th- okay. So That's now true. will you, will you engage in, Something a show like that, knowing there's a lot of it, yeah. there's a lot of it to get through, and it's yeah. there's a whole discourse around it. Or is that like that's just too much? Work? Yeah, some of it I'm like I, I miss the boat. Like there's yeah. too much. Lost is one of the ones where I'm like I miss the boat. I, like I'm yeah. not part of the conversation. That article just came out that was like, oh no, oh, yeah. actually it was all evil. So I got I'm just gonna stay away. But yeah. then there's like The Sopranos where. Sure. That one I'll get to, you know, but yes. that's that's like the treat. It's like I wait for that two weeks out of the year when everything's on hiatus. There's nothing new. And I look around. And I'm like, so you'll I can schedule. Finally, yeah. Like you'll schedule this. that kind of a show then. OK. Yeah. OK. Got yeah. it. Because I also find the thing that is killing me 
is I get so excited to dig into shows from the past. Yeah. Some of which I'm rewatching once again. You know, uh, your West Wings, your Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. Your, I, I've your... been rewatching Gilmore Girls. It just, yeah. yeah. Oh, always. I'm always rewatching Gilmore always. Girls. Always. Always that, 30 Rock. They're always just constantly playing somewhere in my house. Like, yeah. And, but it is, it really, is, it then becomes a competition for, oh, there's a new episode of Blank that I'm watching and yeah. I'm so excited. But I also am like, Six seasons deep into Doctor Who. So should I, and I have, I don't know, 12 more seasons to go. Yeah. So do I need to knock a couple of those out? Yeah, it's difficult to balance, you know. And as a TV expert, I I work with a a strict calendar. Uh, I try to keep certain genres to certain times and days. Uh, Documentaries, a lot of listeners might know. I do my like documentary weekends where I try to binge everything that was like Investigation Discovery or this new uh, Amazon Prime doc that came out about the Duggar family. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Now, I wonder, because for me, I it sounds like you do something that I do as well, which is certain types of shows or programming is relegated to certain times of day. Oh yeah. Like this is a day show versus oh day, no, yeah. I'm not I'm going to wait to watch, watch you know this, yeah. one of my one of my favorite shows in primetime or what I consider primetime. Yeah. But if I'm just going to burn a couple of episodes of you know, an HBO doc or something like that. Yeah. It, I'll, I'll do it during the day during or the something. Day. That's like yeah, a, some, yeah. a chore folding clothes in the background yes. and hearing like when they cut her face in pieces and it's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, the <laughs> I, I would say though, uh, the curious case of Natalia Grace is a doc that came out this week. It's six episodes and it is, it, it's the new, like, abandoned in plain sight. It is the new doc oh, that wow. is going to, like, capture the world because it is so, so crazy. What's and, it on? Uh, it's on Max and Discovery okay. Plus and maybe Hulu if you have Hulu with live TV. <laughs> but it is about this little girl. Probably FUBU and Pro- yeah, Tubi. Probably on Tubi, Pilot, TV. Uh, murder TV. Um, murder TV. Is there a channel called Murder TV? Please. Probably. If not, like, let's start it. Yeah. there. I, I would bet there's a murder TV. But Natalia Grace, she was this uh, girl who was adopted and she had, like, all these genetic disorders that made her, like, grow differently. Uh, she was a little person, so she, like, Kind of, like it was very hard to tell how old she was, and the family that adopted her was like she's six, and then all of a sudden they were like, "Hold up, this little girl's not a little girl. Like she has a period. She's clearly like twenty two years old. We're getting her re aged." <laughs> they go to court, like have a doctor's note that's like, "Yeah, this girl's twenty two, and they get the girl re aged, and Whoa. they're like, "She's twenty two. She lied to us." They get her an apartment, and they're like, "Peace, live your life." How long? Had she lived with them? For? Uh, she had lived with them for two years at this point. When they're oh, like, so not very long. Okay, not okay, very long. But, and before but I that, mean, but also two full years is is, is not pretty. To, is a that's little a long is time. A little long. But it wasn't like they'd spent like ten years. Okay, yeah. Got it, and got before that, she hadn't been with Whoa. the family for long. She had been bounced between all of these different orphanages because she came from Ukraine. Uh, oh. So you know, that's the op- the first two episodes of the doc. You're like this family. Oh no. Whoa. Oh goodness. And then you realize, like, they interview the people who were around her when she was living on her own. And they're like, so it was weird because she wrote like a child and she talked like a child and she played like a child. 
and she didn't know how to do laundry or cook or do anything. And uh, I think she is a child. <laughs> what? And then they slowly reveal that this family lied to get her reaged. And the whole time she was legitimately a child. No. Yeah. Ashley, it, what are you telling she me? She was a child. They left her alone in an apartment. She was 10 years old. Wait, so the villains, she's not a scam. This she isn't, didn't she's scam a scammer. Anyone. Yeah. This is the bad, the, they're yeah. the villains. But then oh. the popular story in the media was just like, she scammed them. She forged documents. She's a bad wow. person. They made that movie, The Orphan, which was like about an adult girl who gets adopted and murders people. And everyone was like, that's her. See, she's evil. And then the Whoa. family she's been with now has lived with her for 10 <laughs> decades. And they're like, she's a she's a kid. Like, she's oh. not, she's clearly 17 years old. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. It's worth watching. That is, that's chilling. Yeah. And that documentary, three nights, they did two episodes a night. Totally oh, wow. messed up my TV schedule this week. Yeah, that sounds, yeah. that sounds wild. Yeah. And I, I, I can't stop thinking about it. I, oh my God. Yeah, of yeah. course. That's really, that's. <laughs> yeah. So that's at the top like, of my watch list. I don't like any of that. I don't, oh, that, yeah. that's, that is, that's tough and stuff. And the dad, adopted dad, is in the documentary. It is one of the most oh, wow. insane performances in a documentary since we got the Fire Fest. Yeah. Like since the Fire Fest doc where that yeah. guy was like, I almost, you know, sucked dick for water. Oh, God. This is beyond that level. Like he, like they have, he doesn't realize for so much of it, he's on camera and he'll be like, if yeah. you want me to do a take crying, let me do it again. And it's just like, bro, yeah, oh. whoa, you oh. are. So, you know. Oh. It, it, we really are in like a period of time, both societally and in what we watch of like big villains. Yeah. Like we now are just surrounded everywhere you look by villains. villains. Like people who are ah. exhibiting overt villainous behavior. Yeah. And that's wild. Yeah. That's a, it's a wild place to be in, to look around and be like, at every level, systemically, we are surrounded by like mustache twirling villains who aren't even interested in like, um, covering it up, who no. are just like, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, you know? they show and his lawyers like working uh, on the case and being like, look at that girl dragging a trash can. She has to be an adult, and it looks like a child struggling with oh a trash my can. God. <laughs> can you imagine you're a uh, kid who comes from Ukraine and like, yeah, oh, this is what I mean. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Oh, don't worry, they interview the birth mom. So, oh wow, I don't want to spoil it. No spoilers on okay, TV no club, but no spoilers. Yeah, but that's that's top of my list. Uh, Yikes! I I want to dig into your list. I I want to. I believe the listeners probably for this episode don't care about what I'm watching. They want to know what you're watching. Let's, oh no! I want to be real. Let's, I can, I can, You know what though, Ashley? I care about what you're <laughs> watching you. because you are watching stuff like this docu-series you just said uh, that don't get on my radar. Yeah, you know. So I, I please, let me know. I want to hear your list. It's just my mom and I watch an investigation discovery. You oh, know? my that God. That doesn't get to everybody. <laughs> well, now that it's now that it's maxed out, now that it's maxified. Yeah, now that it's maxified, got, now it's, oh. that there's no borders between cable channels anymore, we'll see what happens. Oh. But I like what you said about watching certain shows during certain times of days, because for me, uh, if I hadn't been watching this documentary for days, it would have just been a lot of adult animated shows because uh, oh, yeah. I like to watch those during the day in the morning. Like starting yeah. my breakfast with Bob's Burgers 
like Bob's <laughs> Burgers, Great North. Yeah, like there's a lot of shows that I'll. Those are shows. Yeah. That I, and and, but, and yeah. I know you don't want to toot your own horn here, but Housebroken. Oh yeah, yeah. Housebroken. Okay. Absolutely, I'm loving Housebroken. Oh no, I'm so glad. That's oh, great. Oh my goodness, I. It just seems like everyone is having the most fun voicing. It's these a characters. blast. It's a blast. What I mean, the cast is like all murderers. <laughs> You know, Sharon Horgan, Tony yeah. Hale, um, Sam Richardson, Nat Faxon. It's like yeah. Clea Duvall. Uh, it's Marie like, Bamford. Yes. One incredible performance after another. It's great. It's a super fun show. Those table reads are hilarious. We do them all on Zoom. Um, and it's like everybody in their little boxes just screaming those crazy voices <laughs> at each other. Uh, it's very funny. I love that show. It's great. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm so glad it's now in the Sunday night. Yeah, it's in the official lineup. I felt like that first season, I was screaming at people to realize it was on. (laughs) Yes. Now people are like, oh, yeah, it's that show that comes on with the Great North and Bob's Burgers. And I'm like, yeah, see? That's, I will say, that's the thing that's really hard, too, because I'm also a voice for um, a a character on Star Trek Prodigy. Yeah. Which is an animated show, uh, one of the animated Star Trek shows that is, that skews a little younger. The, The characters are all teenagers. All this, it's an incredible show. It's beautifully animated. Great young people adventure storytelling. It's a blast. It looks great. It's tied into all the Star Trek um, mythology and canon and all that stuff. But because it lives on Paramount Plus and not everybody has Paramount Plus, it really exists in a space where I feel like it doesn't get enough attention. Like I feel like Housebroken what it needed to be in that Sunday night Fox lineup to get the eyeballs. Animation and I feel domination. Like, Come on. Yeah. There's all these shows that I feel like are incredible, yeah. but are are not well serviced by the service that they're on. Yeah. You know? And uh one of those uh I think, and it was on the list that we have compiled for you, uh yeah. is Digman. Have you been watching Digman- yeah. Incredible. It's Loved so Digman. funny. And incredible first season. Neil Campbell created show who's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine writer yeah. and a, uh, a, a a super funny a UCB guy, you know, a great writer. Andy Samberg. Uh, Mitra Juhari. Uh, just incredible cast. Uh, yeah. And then it's on Comedy Central and my friends are just like, I don't even know how to watch Comedy Central how? anymore. Yes. You know, and because I'm 50 and still have cable, um, I'm watching it. But everybody yeah. I tell, oh, I'm like, hey, are you watching Digman? They're like, wait, how, what, I didn't even know that was on. Yeah. Where is it? Well, how do I get And I was to like, it? it's on Comedy Central. And they were like, well, how, how do, do I get, I get that? to that? Is there still yeah. a Comedy Central app? Kind of. There, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a fucking yeah. mess. And I have Hulu with live TV, so I was able to see it. But oh, okay. you only get the episodes for a certain amount of time, I guess. Because now every time I open, it's like Digman's leaving in a week. And I'm just like. It's infuriating. Yeah. The process now is infuriating almost on every level. Yeah. You know, and how proprietary all these companies are means Apple TV won't let Netflix have any of their stuff on all up stuff next. On this and, and you can't. Da, 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 da. Yeah. So oh, you really so have irritating. to, it's, you have to, if for a passive experience to sit back, relax and watch your shows, you have to be so much more active now than ever before. Yeah. How are you feeling about the, the shift to Max? Have you been diving into Max? You know, I haven't as much, Ooh. you know, I downloaded it. 
uh, because I'm watching Doctor Who, like I mentioned, um, but also because the new season of one of my absolute favorite comedies, The Other Two, yes. uh, has started season three. And they made They're... you download Max to get the next episode of The yes. Other Two. And I was like, oh, yes. you got me. Like I, And you had to, to watch the new episodes of Clone High. So I was like, oh, fine, great. I'll get yes. Max. I'll do it. And yeah, I, I hate it. And, and I'm annoyed. And yeah. I'm absolutely annoyed. I, I think it's absolutely absurd. The UI is ridiculous. Yeah. Although HBO Max's uh, UI was also terrible. Also horrible. And, and crashed constantly. Yeah, but now it's like you're crashing and you're also putting like like MILF Island in front of me. Like, please. It, it doesn't. It's it's a mess. It looks like a cacophony of nonsense. Yeah. You yeah. know, like I look at what's the all the tiles that are up there. And I'm like, is this for me or is this just here are random shows? Here's a thing we made. Like, so here's yeah. what Zoe Del Deschanel eats. And I'm like, is that yeah. so? That's the thing. That's yes, the show. because everybody, everybody, everybody now has a show about what they eat and where they go and where they go. And some of them I watch. You know, I Pad Malakshi. I could watch her go anywhere, oh, and eat anything, forever and always. Yeah. one of the great, one of the best. Uh, I love it. Chillin', love that Chillin' show. Island. Don't know that I needed to see the... I don't know what that is. It was like the rapper from Das Racist, the group that was popular in uh -huh. 2012. Yep, sure. uh, it was the hype man, the guy who didn't rap. Uh, it was oh. him and his other friend who was a failed rapper traveling. And it was just kind of like, why Why are we following them? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, who did well, they it, trick into giving them the I watched show? a bunch of the Eugene Levy one, the thesis of which seemed to be Eugene Levy doesn't like to travel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, what a bold step. What a wow. bold move to be like, I really would rather be home, but here, here I am in Iceland. I am. I <laughs> just know? don't want to be here. And now there's uh, one with Rain Wilson where it's the whole concept is yeah. just like, he loves to travel. He's so happy about it. <laughs> That's the whole show. Hey there, we're VibeCheck, and we are working on a special series called Hey Sis, brought to you by Ulta Beauty, where we'll be in conversation with inspiring Black women creators. In this series, we'll be talking about all things Black, Black joy, Black beauty, and Black stories. And Ulta Beauty is celebrating Black-owned and founded brands, brands like Curl Mix, Undefined Beauty, Bevel, which we all use here to shave, and the legendary Pat McGrath Labs, who's having such a moment right now. So head to your local Ulta Beauty store or Ulta.com to shop your fave Black-owned and founded brands and check out Hasis, a Vibe Check series. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So let's get to, to one on your list. You started with the other two. I want to oh, talk yeah. about it because I think it's the best comedy out right now. It is. And this season it, it, is killing it. Is. it. This season is incredible. They have it, it. They started with a great show, but every season have leveled up to a degree that I really feel like this is really one of the best comedies of the last bunch of years. It's a show that I find 
really dials in a tone that is so difficult to do, and they're doing it so nimbly and so effortlessly, which is they are careening between absolute absurdity and crazy jokes, really funny, outrageous jokes. And then in the next scene, truly a heartbreaking emotional moment. Yeah. Like that that lands. That that isn't sold out. That isn't sold out by a joke. That isn't they are having they're allowing these characters to exist both emotionally true to themselves. So you are on board for that journey. But then they are also letting them just be buffoons. Yeah. You know, heightened, heightened extremes that are deeply funny. Yeah, I feel like this season has been uh, the season of Carrie, the gay villain. I've loved seeing Carrie just slowly, slowly break down and lose every principle and moral. And Uh, the... And all of it because the thing that's driving him towards it is he's in a relationship with with an actor... (laughs) Who has to, whose method so remains in character all the time. Yeah. So each episode, his boyfriend is in a new project. So in, in a bunch, he's like a, a Christmas virgin yeah. or something like that. It's, it's yeah, a so Christmas funny. Virgin that, or the AIDS play guy. Yeah. <laughs> AIDS play might have been my favorite episode. Oh my God. The AIDS play thing was so funny. But again, that's a perfect example. The absurdity of that bit and then the real emotion that is happening for like Brooke and Lance. Yeah. You know, which is you're watching Brooke blow, blow her incredible relationship up. Oh, like, and, and, and I'm glad to hear you're a fan of Lance too. Oh, the best. Yeah. The The best. best. Like, uh, it's like, what a great, what a great performance. What a great character. Uh, Incredible. Incredible. So good. That actor I also liked in um, She Hulk as well. Oh, yeah. I thought he was fantastic. He was really good in that. I always, he's, When he is Lance, I just can only see him as Lance. He is so Lance that I just... Well, it's also, like, iconically... It's such an iconic character in that show. Like, a singular character in that show. Um, And maybe I'm wrong, but I also feel like it's one of the first times I saw him. So it's really... Lance is really baked into how I see that actor. Yeah. And I think... For better or worse. When he's introduced on the other two, you think he's going to be made fun of. You think he's not going to, like, be around for long. You're like, okay, this is just, like, the guy that is dumb they make fun of. And by season three, he's the family. You're just like, no, Lance needs a win. He is the heart. He's literally the heart heart of that show. show. He's the heart of the show in a way that is so compelling and so wonderful. The show is fantastic and i mean this is a show in which i mean molly shannon's in this show ken marino's in this show every episode has guest stars that are home runs it's a great show yeah i could talk about it all day every single performance i'm like oh and when ken does it but oh there's there's still so much tv to talk about okay what's what's next on your list what do you got what else do i got i'll i mean while we're in the half hour uh comedy sitcom space I'll shout out season three of Party Down. Heck yeah. Uh, that came out earlier in the year. Also, absolutely gangbusters. So jokes, jokes, jokes. Yeah. Loved it. So funny. The Great. So far for me, I think the best reboot I've seen, it was yeah. like no time had been lost. It was just as fresh, just as funny, just as tight. And it, I really liked that t- the time that had passed in since the last season, I don't know, what was it, 10 years ago or yeah. something? I don't know when Party Down was 10 years ago, probably. I liked that they picked right up, dialed right back into Party Down 
the architecture of Party Down, but they let all of the characters have growth and emotional stuff, and they let everybody get to a place where now they could play different colors and different tones. Yeah. And that, I thought, was great. Uh. It wasn't just, here's more of the same. It was, what if all these characters had grown in these ways in the last 10 years, but we plugged them straight back, straight into, back into where they are. <laughs> the, the, the format, yeah. you know, which was great. Everything with Henry teaching just yeah. hit perfectly for me. I, I... And another one where I'm kind of like it being on stars. No, I was like, how do I even get stars now? I've yep. totally forgot about that network and I just got it for party down. So yeah, there's been a, a bunch of shows that I've, I've engaged with a platform or gotten a service simply to watch that one show. Yeah. Just one show. Uh, and I'm like, the, you're canceled the, the, in the, a month and a half. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, the other one that was like that, cause I also had to get stars for the party down. Um, the other one that was like that for me was one of my dad TV shows, which was Stephen Knight's SAS rogue heroes. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, what a treat that I can say something that you've yeah, never heard What of. is That's this? truly what is, rare. What is it and what is it on? Stephen Knight, Stephen Knight made Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Um, he, he did the most recent Great Expectations that was on Hulu. He did a, a series. This is like in my full-on dad TV, Justified, Slow Horses, loved oh. that new season. Uh, Bosch, Bosch Legacy, all the dad stuff I watch. SAS Rogue Heroes is about is a World War II series that's basically about the creation of the SAS, which is British Special Forces. Okay. Um, and so it's it's Stephen Knight's version of a war story. So it's like desert combat, charming rejects uh, who all are getting drummed out of the military, who all get brought together because uh. of their exceptional weirdness makes them great the perfect at, you know, team kind of when they're all together guerrilla warfare style <laughs> stuff and and the needle drops are all like and here's some acdc <laughs> it's all like incongruous music for a blast of a show and i say that even though the latter half of the season has some of the worst fake beards i've ever seen okay. in history yeah like so much so that i was like I don't care if the real men had beards. <laughs> if these guys can't have beards, just, just don't off. have beards. Just take the beards <laughs> off. I love that. Okay. It's great. What platform is it on? Oh, I think I had to download like Epics for it or something like that. I had to download another whole yeah. thing for it. Epics is, I, th I don't know. I thought they were doing comedy. I know they put out like a Wanda Sykes comedy special a while ago. Oh, wow. And maybe now they also pivoting. did a show. They also did a show that I loved a couple of years ago that only ran for one season, but it was a great season. Um, and it was Steve Conrad's show, Perpetual Grace Limited. No, didn't see that one. Okay. Did you watch Patriot on Amazon? The no. Steve, uh, The <laughs> Steve Conrad show, Patriot? So it's a great, like, that's one of my favorite shows of the last- That sounds like know, a dad The last show. 15 years. It's a total dad Patriot, show. yeah. Yeah. It's about a guy who's a CIA agent whose handler is his father. Oh, wow. And it's a it's it's split between a spycraft show because he's having to do this CIA mission. Yeah. But the way that he has to do it is he gets put in um undercover in a industrial pipe company as an employee of an industrial pipe company so that he can travel with that company 
legally to countries okay. and go and kill people and do operations in Luxembourg and all these yeah. places that this company has business. The company doesn't know he's a CIA agent. Okay. And so part of the show is like an office place comedy <laughs> where he's pretending to know about industrial piping. <laughs> and part of it is a brutal, stressful spycraft show. Okay. Um, I mean, it's a blast. I would watch this. It's a phenomenal show. There's two seasons. Yeah, I would watch this. It's a great show. And then after that show gets canceled, Steve Conrad does another show called Perpetual Grace Limited that's very similar, uses all of the same cast. It's like a down and dirty crime story, except he adds to the incredible cast Sir Ben Kingsley, Jackie Weaver, Jimmy Simpson. The cast is nuts. Okay. Um, And it's a... It's a crime story like Epics on the southern budget? border. How did they get this? I know. Uh, it's it and it's expensive. Yeah. The, it looks expensive. It's crazy. It's a great show. Like Amazon These are not Prime recent Video, shows. they're spending billions out here and they're oh they're not God. pulling this off. And they're and they're oh yeah. I don't need billion dollar Lord of the Rings franchises. I don't. Don't need I don't it. need that. I don't need the wing of time or the wheels of time or whatever it is. Yes, I, I don't need that either. You know what? Give us another season of Paper Girls, you fools. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, my producer is saying Epics is now MGM Plus, maybe, he thinks. so. Ooh, okay. So, so maybe, I bet yeah, it's there. So maybe check out the MGM Plus app. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, why? What the? Uh, oh, it's, boy. It's so much. Uh, I'm sorry. Those were those were both uh, old, um, old recommendations. Yeah, I mean. But SAS Rogue Heroes is a new one. I've also, I love Peaky Blinders. I'll throw another thing out that's not an old, It's it's a new show that I absolutely adored. But it very much scratches an old itch for me. Yeah. And that was Poker Face. Oh, Poker Face was amazing. I loved, loved Poker Face. I loved every element from it because it felt like TV from when I loved watching TV as yeah. a young person. It felt like old episodes of Magnum P.I. Columbo. or Rockford Files or Columbo especially. Um, that kind of case of the week detective rooting around in a small tape felt like it felt like Columbo meets the old incredible Hulk series. Yeah. And just, you know, traveling town to town. I miss uh, shows where it's like, they have a skill. We don't know yes. why, but that you just trust the skill. Loved it. Oh, loved it. I love that. I loved it. And I loved that it wasn't so heavily serialized. Yeah. You know, as much as I love all of our long form storytelling TV narratives that we now like exist inside of and spend all of our time yeah. every show pontificating is, yeah. and who's that and what do you think about this and do you think they're going to go here next or there next and and all of the discourse around so many of these shows especially these big ip shows i love a show where it's like she drives into a town meets somebody <laughs> uh, or actually first somebody gets killed yeah. then then she arrives and uh, meets somebody, and then a friendship is born, and and now she has to solve and a now case, she and figures then figures it out. It and then see you later. And then on to the leaves. next town. Yeah, like you keep waiting for the moment. It's like, oh, this is when she's gonna stay in a place, and this is when like, or or there were so many guest actors where I was like, this person's so amazing. There's no way they're just gonna kill them off, and then they do. Nope. And see you, later. see you later. It does. I love that. Like, let's bring back yeah. TV with real stakes. Okay. I agree a hundred percent because. I, I mean, I think it's really fun to just be inside of her world. Yeah. You know, and not have to worry about like, oh, we're also tracking these three other people and their, and their, their stories. stories or like her history you know? or what's her relationship with her mother and blah. How'd she Don't end care. up? Don't care. Don't care. Just yeah. care about Don't the car, care. the next town. Let's go. <laughs>
Yeah. So I, I am yeah. eagerly awaiting season two. Uh, on your list, you had Shrink, Apple TV. Uh, yes. How'd you feel about that one? The, the Tim Balch? No. No, that's that, Shrinking. You're talking about Shrinking. Oh, wait. Okay. I'm talking about, yes. I'm talking about the Tim you're Balch You're talking about Shrink, which is Peacock. on Peacock and is amazing. Yes. Yes. This is an old the, show. Yeah, this is, this an, is old an old show, show that was originally yes. on CISO. Uh, and Correct. then CISO doesn't exist. Exactly. And then we thought it would be gone. But luckily, Peacock bought it. It is yes. so good. I watched it that last year. That show is year. hilarious. It's so yeah. funny. I'm a huge fan of Tim Baltz, who's the yeah. star and creator uh, of that show. And he's in Righteous Gemstones. If you exactly. don't know who he is, uh, he is he, the hus- fiancé, I guess, of the daughter. Yes, of, of Edie Patterson's <laughs> yeah. character. Uh, and he is so good in this. It's He's incredibly <laughs> funny. And it also, it's a show that has... An element, he's an improviser. You know, I know him from, you know, UCB improv circles. The show is full of his kind of peer group of Chicago improvisers, which delights me. And there's, there is clearly an element inside of the sessions where they are improvising, which is always Always funny to me. Um, The cast is great. The show is a blast. Yeah. And I think it's, there's only one season of it, sadly, but it's absolutely worth checking in on because it's a great half hour it's a great half hour comedy yeah. full stop and it it's set in chicago it actually really does get the city pretty accurate like i, I oh, complain yeah. a lot about chicago inaccuracies and they really do get it here oh yeah you had strong words for the bear i did i, I did i had strong words for the bear and they're not making those mistakes here okay you're not watching shrink and you're like how come he's near the brown line when he's in this part of town no they yeah. they get it right <laughs> so <laughs> and it's been getting confused with shrinking which is on apple yes. tv Uh, And both plots are kind of similar. Like Shrink is about a guy who isn't a therapist yet, but he's like doing kind of like intern hours in his garage. Yeah, he's got, (laughs) he has to, I can't remember what the number is, but he has to do like 2,000 hours of uh, free therapy in order to qualify to get his license. But he's, to be clear, he's terrible at it. Horrible at it. You know, he's really, really bad Just horrible at it. it. And then Shrinking is a guy who was a good therapist who suddenly decides to start being a bad therapist. Um, yeah, and I have not watched that at all. Yeah, so I I can't speak to that. I've not. All you're doing on it, Apple uh, TV yeah. is slow horses, and some of the documentaries. Oh, honestly, I, I some don't of do docu- their documentaries series, really. Yeah, they've got. I think they've got one. The one that I watch. Um, I'm. I now I'm. Uh, I think I'm right that it's Apple TV. They have one called Make or Break that's just about, I watch a lot of documentaries that are about things that I don't care about, <laughs> but I find interesting story-wise. Yeah. So it's a docu-series about the professional surf circuit. So it's all about like one episode will be like the rookies and one episode will be like the veterans <laughs> and one episode will be like one particular event or this or that. And, and it's just great stories inside of a sport that I truly don't yeah. care about. I don't follow. I don't know any of these people. But it's kind of like 30 for 30 in the sense of like, these are great stories, like just full stop. Yeah. So I'll watch it even though I don't have any interest in the the sport itself. That, yeah. I'll watch it just for the story. That's me with If most you then turned on an event. Yeah. If you then turned on an event of surfing, I wouldn't watch it. No. I, you know, it would be seems boring to me. I wouldn't know what, yeah, to, but what is I'll good watch, surfing. You stayed on the board. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but I'll watch the stories around it all day. Yeah, I have like I do do a sports documentary if it is scam or crime involved. 
Uh, I've yep. been watching the second season of Rich and Shameless, which this season is totally oh, dedicated. Uh, it's a T, I think it's TNT, but it's also on Max. But it's, uh, it looks, the first season was like about just scammers all over the world. Uh, they went into the guy who did uh, Girls Gone Wild and like how he fell from grace. Oh, yeah. And then the second season is all about different athletes. So they look at Dennis Rodman and how this lady like scammed oh, wow. millions of dollars from him. And I had never heard about this story, but it was like in the last 10 years and she's still in prison. And oh, wow. It's like about how easily he got scammed by this like family. There's an episode about Hulk Hogan and the whole Gawker thing, yeah. which was really good. That one. That's interesting. Yeah. I bet. yeah. But I'm always just like, oh, I don't know anything about the sports part of this, but I love the crime. I love. Oh, yeah. That's and, great. And I feel similar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll watch anything that has a great story to it. I really don't care about the. The sports, you know, of it. Yeah. all. You know, yeah. And I find, too, it's funny, I'll sometimes be telling someone about a sports documentary that I watched, and they will have full knowledge of the whole story because they follow sports. Yeah. And I'll be like, I had no idea that this crazy thing happened. But And they'll be like, wait, really? Yeah. That was like the biggest, the biggest story, story and I'm just 10 like, years ago or whatever. I'm just like, I don't pay And I'm like, wow, I just, I, I had no idea. This was crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I did not, I don't do the sports, so I did not know, but... Yeah. You get me the the docu-series and I'll sit right there and I'm like, now yeah, I know who Manny Teo is. <laughs> yeah. You're right, though. I barely engage with Apple TV Plus or whatever it Why is. Why do you think Apple that Plus. is? I mean. Very little of it really do I find. There is, there is that kind of, everybody talks about that kind of homogenous look to a lot yeah. of it. That, that it all feels too similar and not none of it feels... I don't know, even things that I feel like, oh, I should check in on. I haven't yet. Um, High Desert. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I want to check in on that one. I love Patricia. I want to look at that. Silo also looks interesting to me. But interestingly, they've now been out for weeks and I I'm have not, not yet watched either of them. not say anything about it. Exactly. You know? Uh, so I don't know what that is. I, yeah. There isn't, it's not sticky, I guess. Yeah, and or, I feel like Ted Lasso overwhelmed so much of Apple's marketing that it was just like yeah. all Ted Lasso. Like that was the Apple yeah, TV show. That's true. And now that it's maybe done, I'm hoping maybe these other shows get their chance. I yeah, and I I guess I wonder yeah that that that's kind of it. You're right. I don't hear a lot of people because I listen to I listen to you talk about TV. I listen to a lot of other podcasts where they're where they either talk about TV all the time or just every once in a while they'll talk about what they're watching or do recommendations or whatever. And almost never do any of these shows uh, that we're talking about the you know Silo, Shrinking, High Desert. Um, with the exception of Slow Horses, which is truly fantastic. Yes, yes. Right. Very few Apple TV shows pierce the kind of cultural zeitgeist, yeah. uh, you know, and that is except, shocking. Yeah, except for Ted Lasso, which yes, I'm sorry, so You're right. hard. But now I... <laughs> Wait, was Bad Sisters yes, Apple? Yes, it was. That one was good. Okay, that, I, I really Sisters. thought that was yeah. great. And again, an, another show where every time I mentioned it casually to people, they'd be like, oh, I've never heard of that. What is it? Yep. And that, you know, really is interesting I, to me. That tells me two things. One, there really is no cultural awareness that Apple is making, making shows, shows beyond Ted yeah. Lasso. <laughs> and two, 
I use Apple TV as one of my main interfaces ah. because Apple TV you can bundle. Yeah. You not not but bundle. Like, yeah, but it has all app, the apps you can in put. It. Yes. So like my Hulu shows will show up there. My Amazon Prime shows will show up there. Everything ex- with the with a couple of exceptions will will be in the Apple TV lineup. And then they smartly will advertise around that with their own shows and blah, blah, blah. So I'm seeing Bad Sisters because I'm going to Apple TV to to, to watch Bosch, yeah. you know, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean, since last we spoke, I've watched literally all, all of Bosch. And that's, uh, there's what now, Bosch and Bosch Legacy? Bosch is Legacy is... that two Boshes? Is, is that like a son-dad-Bosch oh, situation? It's, it's dad-daughter. Oh, okay. It's, oh, 2023. Yeah. Oh, if you're wondering <laughs> if there's a kid Bosch, there's and a kid Bosch. And it's a Bosch. lady. <laughs> it's a, oh, it's a lady kid Bosch. Uh, okay. I, I want that to be the next show. Lady kid <laughs> lady Bosch. Kid lady Bosch. Um, um, I didn't even yeah, know Bosch it, it was is. like a, a dad. I mean, I guess I didn't... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bosch is out in these streets fucking. <laughs> wow. I um it's it's a I it's don't interesting know because what Bosch is about. <laughs> I I just yeah. have assumed it's something like a Ooh, a, you know what? Guess. Okay, let yeah, me guess what go. I think Bosch is about. I think it's like a FBI agent who it plays by his own rules and he has his own theories and he's going against the grain and sometimes he's getting in trouble, but most of the time he's right. So, but then he he realizes he can like do better outside of the system. Okay, so I mean, <laughs> so 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 close. Okay. Like, I mean, all of the personality stuff, you're you're dead okay, on. He does play by his own. Plays rules. by his own rules. Um, pushes the edge, you know. But he's always right. Um, you know, all that stuff. True. He's not an FBI agent. He's a. He's just a straight up Hollywood. Um, homicide detective. Oh. He's just a like street level cop, okay. not like a you. No, I'm sorry, not a uniformed cop, yeah, like but a like a detective. homicide yeah. detective. And he's in the series. You don't see this, but at some point in the past, one of his cases was turned into a movie. So he also has like a beautiful house in the hills. Sure. You know, he got like a he got like a paycheck at one point. So so there's a there's like a bit of like flashy kind of he lives in a modernist house in the hills, but he's but his mother was killed oh. when he was a child. He grew up in like uh, youth homes and orphanages. Mm. He's had this brutal life. So part of the early seasons, he is concurrent. He's always concurrently solving the case that he catches episode one of that season. But he's also in the background trying to solve in the early seasons his, his mother's, mother's death, murder. Of course. In later seasons, it's it's these other cold cases that he's never been able to get traction on or whatever. Ah. And so so they're straight procedurals. They're like an elevated one hour procedure. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, is what it is. It is pretty humorless. I'll be honest. Oh. Like it's hilariously. <laughs> it's it. Bosch lives in a world where no one cracks jokes. <laughs> It's really funny. I feel funny. like that would make yeah, make it very funny. Just Oh, it's dead it's deadly serious to a degree that is sometimes hilarious. <laughs> Do you think in the future Bosch's child will have to solve his murder? Oh boy, I would love oh. it. I would love it if Maddie Bosch has to solve 
uh, Harry Bosch's uh, a murder. That Bosch would be incredible. Bosch Next Generation. But it's a great, it, I will say it's a great show. It's an incredibly rich cast. The, the, uh, the late Lance Reddick, uh, R.I.P. a yeah. legend, a true, like one of the most wonderful, sweetest men, is in it as the police oh my chief. Gosh. Um, Jamie Hector from The Wire, Marlo Stansfield from The Wire, Bosch's partner, Jay Edgar, and he has his own. As the series goes on, he has his own huge storyline that is fascinating and super in- interesting. I mean, you're kind of selling me with this cast now. Oh, it's pretty great. Amy Aquino, it's, it's, there's, uh, it's, it's, and then they bring in people. Mimi Rogers is in there. Uh, they bring in people every season as the bad guys. And it's kind of justified in that way. You've got your core group, and then each season's case brings in a bunch of good guest stars, okay. you know? I mean, I, this will be put on my list of like, Someday I'll watch this like on a hot summer week. And then a week later, I'm like, I've watched every episode like, yeah, like and it'll be 10 episodes, 10 seasons in. (laughs) Try it as an afternoon watch. You might you might enjoy it because it is it feels like it's like Poker Face, actually. It feels like old school TV, (laughs) but without the jokes. Yes, it feels like old school TV. It feels like like a really good version of like NYPD Blue or, uh, you know, like one of those kind of procedural one hours, okay. but it's just better. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I mean, uh, it's I just need better. something to to take the place of the Goldbergs in my heart uh, and in my screening. Oh, time. I don't know if they, I, I don't. <laughs> so I can I can slot it into my Goldberg slot. You know, <laughs> holy shit. Replacing the Goldbergs with Bosch is hilarious. feels like a lateral move to me. <laughs> oh, my God. That's very funny. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You also had on your list uh, This Fool, oh, yeah. which was also on my list. Uh, season two Loved will it. be out in July. So good. Show's incredible. It's incredible. And it's getting lost in Hulu. And I know the bear's going to come out and everyone's just going to care about that again. But watch this fool. And not only to to say that in terms of like the siloed nature of what is Hulu and what is, because these are FX shows. Yeah. And, and what's getting lost in this shuffle is FX is the only network that's still willing to make comedies. Yeah. You know, that's still out there making hard, funny shows. And I mean, that's a hyperbolic statement because we just said 
We just said Comedy Central may, yeah, you know, but, is doing well, Digman. They or, have Digman uh, and they seem to be Max focused has got on the other like, two. animation, but they canceled all of yeah. their uh, live action shows. And I know. it doesn't look like they're going to renew Nora uh, from Queen. So, oh, is that right? That's what it's wow. looking like. And it's who knows what's happening over there. But I would imagine because WB has ended a lot of their animated stuff and there's this mm-hmm. weird adult swim, like, cartoon yeah. some cartoons on on uh comedy central that that are re-aired there are actually owned by like sony which is under the max umbrella or whatever so it's like those shows end up there <sighs> instead of on uh the like viacom app which is paramount isn't it interesting ashley that in this podcast where here we are simply trying to talk about and turn people on to great, great tv we have to spend so much time digressing to try and explain to people Just how to and yeah. where they can watch these things now versus six months yeah. ago versus who knows six from months now, from now. It might not even be on it's, there because now Disney. It's such a crap Yeah, shoot. Disney bought Hulu or they owned it already, but now they're combining yeah. them into one app and they're like, oh, we don't yep. want the Disney stuff next to your gross FX shows that are about sex. Yeah, we can't have <laughs> The Little Mermaid next to Pam and Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, and so Hulu's like, okay, well, let's get rid of it. Like that whole, like just the whole thing, they just. And it's a real, it's a real shit show because the other thing that people are doing is whether it's, you know, um, Zaslav at HBO or now Disney starting to do it. They're starting to just pull shows off of the servers. So if you even, if I even told you one of my favorite shows of the last 10 years was Infinity Train, the animated series Infinity Train, you couldn't go watch it. It's not there anymore. It's not just canceled. It's erased. And that's It's so sad. Did you watch the premise on FX? It was the BJ Novak show. No, I did not. It came out last year. It had Tracy Ellis Ross, Iota Berry. Oh, wow. So many people. It was incredible. Didn't really make a lot of waves. And then they just took it off. Like, I've been trying to refer or to recommend this one episode to people. And they're just like, it's not on there anymore. Like, I, it's just gone forever. And that's, that's like, I I don't understand that. Because you're really, you're not allowing people to discover things later. And for things to have moments later in time. Yeah. You know, you're really saying... We'd prefer this have never yeah, just, been. Just we spent all the money and we wish it just didn't happen. And it's like, okay, yeah. it's just three whole seasons of Dollhouse. Uh, I have yeah. multiple yeah. friends now who are just like, all of my projects have been taken down. Like every project Ugh. I've worked on. Yeah, one of the ones I was on an animated series on on that started at TBS that went to HBO Max called uh, Close Enough. Yeah, uh, an animated show called Close Enough from. JG Quintel and the all the team that did regular show. It was incredibly Very funny good. show. Gone, it's just gone. Done. Forget about it. Yeah. See you later. I never got to watch the last season. And I'm just like, what? Oh. Okay. It was yeah. great. Well, thanks for rubbing it in my face. I'll never know. Yeah. I, I will you missed never it. know. But all this to say, what an annoyance that we can't just rave about things and you as a listener can just plug it in and, and, just and watch, watch away, it. right? Just go to the and and to that end, how this started was trying to talk about this fool, yeah, which is, you know, one of very few, I think, funny shows, like truly funny um half hour yeah. sitcoms, one that's that's primarily focused on jokes. You know, it's a Chris Estrada, great stand-up, hilarious 
show. It's a hilarious show. What maybe, I maybe preferred, not preferred because I loved them both, but not enough. See, this is how much this fool didn't penetrate. Last year, Michael Imperioli turned in two incredible performances. One that he got tons of accolades for, White Lotus, season two. The other is in This Fool. fool. (laughs) And nobody was talking about it. And what a a missed opportunity to be like, look at Michael Imperioli is doing all this great stuff. He is playing a man who lives in a van and is like willing to have sex to save like his community center. Yes. (laughs) And it's just... (laughs) Like if this show had aired on NBC or something five years ago, even it would have been like an Abbott Elementary level hit. We would have like we'd have a three season renewal. And there are a handful of shows, I think some of which we talked about the last time we spoke, that because of the way things are structured now and how things are going, people just are not made aware of them the way they are. The, uh, on network yeah. TV. And these are all shows that to me feel like they could be on network TV. And in fact, th- this fool or Southside or these shows should be what are killing it. The Craig yeah. Robinson, oh, Claudio it, Doherty, which has another season coming killing out. It. Yeah. And yep. had no idea that it has one. The, uh, <laughs> I just yes, happened to these follow are the all cast. Shows, exactly. These are all shows that should just be network sitcoms this is what we should be watching as a network sitcom now and we don't and we're we're it's this weird dissonance where these incredible shows are getting lost in the the black hole that is the internet or whatever this this gaping maw of just just yeah i this will be the next one on my watch list but my favorite i think tv black hole is a freebie on amazon prime video i've got two shows on there to talk about (laughs) let's Let's go. go okay Jury Duty, uh, Primo, yep. Sprung. Primo, great. So good. I'm going to throw out High School. Have you watched High School, the Tegan and oh, Sarah show? Oh, no, I didn't watch that one yet. I have no Tegan and great. Sarah had a show on there, though, and I was like, I got to do it's it. It's great. So, and and to be clear, like, this is a show that it's, what I love about both Primo and uh, the uh, and High School is because I love a coming of age yeah. story. I love American Born Chinese also on uh, my list. That's a great coming of age story as well. But um, Primo and uh, High School are, uh, you know, both high school set young people's coming of age stories, sitcoms that are great. So this the Tegan and Sarah one is it's their story as kids. Oh. So they Clea Duvall made it and she yeah. uh, plays their mom. And it's it's these two incredible young actors play them. They're twins. Um, if you know Tegan and Sarah, they're, a, they're Canadian twins singing yeah. group. Yeah, um, one of the first bands I the saw last... in concert when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, really? Uh, oh my god! And, oh, then you gotta yeah, watch this. Show. I loved Tegan and Sarah. Um, so it's about their high school years. Wow. It's kind of their story, but it's you know, it, I'll be honest. I do not know a lot about Tegan and Sarah. Uh, full stop. And I love this show. You do not, in other words, this isn't a show for fans, for fans yeah. of their music or for fans. Of, although I'm sure it's added. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's jokes where they're like, how about we meet in the living room? And you're probably like, totally. I don't know what that is. I have but no I would idea. Be like, but, but it's not a kind of like for fans show. It's just a straight high school coming of age story that's very sweet and very funny and is a blast. Uh, see, okay. That's going on my list because I, we have never have I ever coming back soon. That's another coming of age show I like. Mm-hmm. And I've just been kind of biting 
time since I finished Primo so fast. I watched it all in a day. It was oh, it's wow. like such a good ensemble. It's a blast. I wish I had savored I it. it a little more or it had been released weekly like Jury Duty because I was just like, I want to talk or about I it. I wish it was on. I w- if that I feel like if that show had been on NBC, ABC, yeah. any of those networks, people would be losing was, their yeah. minds. People would be flipping out over all the uncles. There would be all this like, which uncle, which uncle are, you? are you? Bullshit. Which one's would, the hottest? There would be yes, the mean one. There would be a discourse around it. And as of now, it is like this is a Mike Sure produced, Shea Serrano written. This is like these are like th- this should have more. This is a noisy yeah. show that should have Just more tons of noise. More, there should yeah. be yep. a press cycle. There should be like. Well, and similar, that's, and, you know, and I know we're kind of going back and forth between live action and animation yeah. and blah, blah, blah. I felt the same about Digby. Yeah. You know, here's an Andy Samberg starring animated comedy that's hilarious, that has a great cast, is absolutely outrageously hysterical, and I'm not hearing Nobody's anybody talking, talking about, about it. it. And that's also how I felt about Little Demon. Uh, if did you, yeah, oh, did, yeah, if you caught that one, I didn't, I didn't watch it. Well, I know what, what it is, but I didn't you watch it. You can never though. watch it because is it they gone? took it off of the app. They never even said if God it was canceled it. or renewed. They just took the first season off the app and it was like, okay, so I guess Jesus Christ. it's done then. <laughs> <sighs> so that's fucking it's, absurd. Yeah. It's yeah. What, what do you got on your, what else? What else? What else? I'm trying to go through and edit as we're going. Um, what else do you get? Anything else on your list? Just uh, so yeah, I, while I, I look I've at this. I've been uh, watching Platonic, which, you know, we did a lot of Apple TV oh, yeah. talk. And I think it suffers from the same issue of seeming yeah. too similar to other Apple TV shows where it's like centered around this, you know, nice white guy who's middle aged, having, you know, middle aged breakdown and then some nice girl helps him <laughs> like it. Yeah. But it is, it's just crazy because Apple TV has the money to hire good writers and it looks good. Well, that's the so thing. So it's like, technically, yes, this is an intriguing story. That was a good joke. You're by the, like, it's all like by the template. This is a good show. But yeah. there's like some spark missing. Well, it, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Like there really is, these companies, Apple and Amazon specifically, have all the money in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how they're choosing to spend it is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to because both of them are building libraries. You know, like they're so they're starting from scratch and they are building libraries and the way they're choosing to build their libraries is pretty yeah. wild. Like all of this stuff that is this first wave of Apple TV is I'm going to say confounding, yeah, I'd, you know, in terms of what is the identity of this This platform uh, network or network, or this like, platform, I guess. Yeah. Here, Apple, I, it's just, I don't know. I'm waiting for Severance to come back, but I, you know, now that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of and course. now that Ted Lasso's done, I don't know that Platonic is enough to keep my Apple TV membership active, but, I, yeah. you know, it, uh, yeah. It's pretty interesting. And, and. Amazon is even more interesting, I feel like, because they began by saying, like, oh, we're the home of Transparent. Yeah. And uh, some of Modern, the shows I was mentioning uh, mod- earlier, like Patriot. But just or- the Marvelous Miss Maisel. That's the one. People oh, yeah, say. Maisel. Like, all these kind of uh, auteur-driven, um, smaller stakes kind of almost indie, you know, in terms of, like, some of the some of the creators came from, like, indie film world and stuff like that. And then they kind of seemed to scrap that entire ethos yep. and were like, now 
We make billion dollar yeah, franchises. We just, we yeah. just do mega we IP. We spend $10 That's million dollars on Citadel. That's what we do. And yeah. then our good shows, we'll put them on freebie where people yeah. have to watch commercials and it's very confusing as to how it's even a separate app with a different name, but it's <laughs> confounding. It's, but you know what? They're giving me my Bosch. So <sighs> I'll take They're giving me Bosch. And Bosch, interestingly, Bosch Legacy is a freebie show. Was Bosch? Bosch. What? No, Bosch, Amazon Prime. Is that Bosch Legacy? Is that freebie. like a step down? See, to me, I feel like I think freebie so. is where they I think so. I think, throw shows they don't I like think that what, much. No, I think what they're doing it's interesting. I think because they're good shows, they're moving them to their ad-supported tier. Uh, so yeah. they're making ad money on it. Yeah. It's basically a way to... Because uh, Bosch Legacy also has half of the cast. So it's a cheaper yeah. show. And I think that's a, that's their way of like keeping some things going or keeping things keeping budgets yeah. down or something is to be like, oh, this will be on freebie. So it'll be, I mean, I'm, this ad, yeah, but I would part. guess there's something where it's like, because it's on our ad supported something, we pay less. Yeah. We don't have to do as much for residuals or whatever. There's all yes, those kinds exactly. of stupid loopholes. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's the thing is those fast channels, the, the ad supported channels are, I think they, it's just, once again, it's just TV. We're just going back to that. Um, I mentioned American Born yeah. Chinese, which I'm loving. I haven't so started far. it I've, yet. I'm halfway into, uh, or not halfway. I maybe three or four, four episodes. Okay, can't remember how many they've put out, and it's great. I'm having a blast. But it, it, it gives me, I again, I love a coming of age story. I love a yeah that that kind of a a sweet teenage and coming it is, of age but story. He's now like a, there's a superhero element, right? Okay, exactly. Yeah, I if love you that. add not a not necessarily a superhero element, but the sort of a superhero element. A a mythological hero element okay. or something like that, if you want. Um, and it's great, really interesting, um, beautifully shot, and, and you know, incredible performances. It's it's you know most of the cast from everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh. It's a it's a great okay. great show. Yeah, um, I'm really enjoying and this that. Is, that's um, Disney Plus. Okay. It is yeah. Disney. Plus. Yes. Yes. There are some big shows that, you know, that yeah. I love that I, I you know, that I'll I, shout like, out even though I want to. Plus only gets me with the big shows like WandaVision. Yeah. They really have to yep. hype it up for me to go. OK, I'll I'll do it. Yeah. This season, this last season of um, The Bad Batch, which is one of the animated Star Wars oh. shows, uh, I thought was Phenomenal. I feel like they have um, so and many I, Star Wars shows over there. I'm missing half. Like, I'm always just like, what do you mean there's a new thing? And uh, like, now I got to watch Andor. Like, what is. Oh my God. Andor is incredible. I just watched actually. the other one. Like, what? Ugh. Watch Andor if you can. Andor is maybe the best Star Wars of the last okay. 20 years. Well, then that. Okay. Like, that's going to get me to watch. That's a heavy claim. It, let, let, with a caveat. Okay. With a caveat. How into Star I'm Wars? I'm very are into you? Star Wars. Then Andor is truly, I think, the best modern Star Wars okay. story. Full stop. It's it's and it's like incredible. I think it's it, it really is because there are for me all the other uh, Star Wars, uh, whether it's the sequel trilogy or the uh, Mandalorian or. Um, animated shows, Clone Wars, Rebels. I love Rebels. Um, uh, uh, Star Wars Visions, the the one-off anthology anime, um, animated shorts that they've done. There's there's a lot of stuff that's that's great. But Andor is 
from a storytelling point of view, the show that I don't have any problems with. That I'm okay. there's no element of it that I'm like, well, I love all this, but I don't. This doesn't work for me, or this is I don't know this or that. I I'm not wild about this show. I was like top to bottom, everything's fantastic. Okay, I okay. See, I was afraid I'd be disappointed because like. I, I just like I feel I like there's so think... much happening that sometimes people are like, oh, this one was good or this was just like Disney clearly trying to make money. And then I just was like, so this is here's what I, here's how I'll set it up for you, because this might help you understand, I think, why it's so good. This is a movie. This is a series, rather, that is that is the direct lead up to the events of Rogue One, the movie. It stars Diego Luna. It's a Tony Gilroy written show who made who Michael Clayton and B the Bourne movies oh, yeah. and incredible writer. Like one of the best writers uh, of, of this generation, I think. And he's writing an incredibly devastating story about rebellion and about what it means to stand up to tyranny yeah. and what it means, what it means to stand up. And it is to be clear, not for okay. kids. Okay. It is what, the okay. first Star Wars show in a yeah. long time that has no little kid characters, no cute this is a okay. cute that's it is a brutal Like I story. thought it was another um, this is a Disney kid show that happens to get a, get nope. adults into it. Not at all. It's the Okay, opposite not, okay. It's, if we're it's, talking adult TV, I'm in. <laughs> I think it's Lucasfilm's attempt to to make a Star Wars for the older okay. people that doesn't have overt entryway for yeah, young people. I was kind of tired you know? of the like um, Star Wars for babies. I just yeah. Same. Which, you know, same. Yeah, it, and is, it can be you know, for babies. I watch it all. Like, I still watch I watch the I'm watching the kids show, literal, the <laughs> literal kids show. Um, the star, the animated kids. Yeah, show. but uh, this is not that, and I okay. think you'll really. I think you'll, I if love you like Star, Wars, Star Wars. So now I'm gonna do that. Don't think I'll do the animated kids yeah. show, but Andor. No, no, that's that. That's fine. But uh, this season two of Visions, um, which is just a series of individual animated shorts. Right. Um. Uh, both seasons, I think, have been terrific, and they each, you know, they're as all anthologies, they're kind of uneven. Some some episodes are better than others, but the ones that are good, I think are incredibly, both uh, some of them devastating in story and some of them just dazzling in okay. animation. Okay, I'll check that too, because I, I love uh, just anthology. Just, I yeah. love that kind of style. But I wanted to talk more about the Clone High reboot, which yeah, we're great. four episodes in now. I've really been enjoying it. I think it's a really refreshing take on the show. They've updated it in ways that some they clearly had to. Uh, <laughs> yep. And some that are just really <laughs> exciting. Uh, I will say that for so long, I thought you did the voice of Gandhi. And oh, yeah, funny. I was no. always like, just sounds like him. And then I'm finding out recently it was Michael McDonald from from Mad TV. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, which, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Now I oh, see yeah. even more problematic, <laughs> which I totally forgot. That was the reason the show was canceled was that one character. And so. Oh, I didn't yeah, know there that. were a bunch of people who were like the way they're depicting Gandhi is offensive. We don't like this. Oh, so that's wow. why MTV didn't bring the show back. So in the reboot, that's why Gandhi is still frozen. Still frozen. Yeah. OK, that's crazy. Yeah. How funny. What a weird thing. No, I, I really I'm enjoying that show. You know, anytime I'll take any Lord and Miller 
uh, anytime, anywhere. You know, like it, it makes me happy. And and there's just it's it's again, I'm I'm enjoying shows like This Fool, like Southside, like Letter Kenny that are jokes that are yeah. that that are interested in poking and prodding and and putting jokes in places that might be uncomfortable or weird or funny or I, I like I, I like that people are still I'm I'm a little tired of what I feel like is the feel good yeah. comedies the comedies that are that are softer and sweeter yeah. and, you, we can and say don't it. have it's the, the Ted lassification of TV that's what they call it it really is you know? yeah it really is and I think and I do think it's because we were having such a hard series of years that I think people wanted to tune yeah. into something that wasn't hard or prickly or difficult to to get into. They wanted that, you know, warm bath of, you know, your Ted yeah, Lasso's or of, your other and, kind you know, of shows. And then like Apple TV, I think, just took it too far when they were like, how about instead of 30 minute episodes, each episode's an hour the final season. Ugh. And it just it's too much. It's too sweet, too corny now. And I think 2023 is the year of the hard comedy. We got It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia coming back. Great. Like the other two's been killing it. It's the year of the Great. 30 minute comedy. Like we're doing it. Thank God. You know, and, and that's, you know, it really is. That has been something I was so happy when I was making my list that I was putting so many half hours on there. You know, that I wasn't just still stuck in a in a cycle of really solid one hours, although I have been watching a There's lot some of that. great ones, but... That there were, because that's the thing that I feel like in these last few years have I've really been hungering for are shows that are, you know, funny. Like, like funny like Gemstones ah. is funny. You know, like hard jokes funny. And I feel like these shows, This Fool... Southside, Letter Kenny. These are all should the other two. These are funny fucking shows that I just I wanna I'm so glad they're out there and I just but I need people I need people to, to watch, watch them. them. We got another season of Righteous Gemstones coming out this month. I need people to watch it. I need all of these shows that we're saying should sweep the comedy Emmys nomination category. But oh yeah, they? absolutely not. Like the number of people that I have told have you been watching this fool? And they have no, no idea. idea what I'm talking about. Or the number of people who I've said, hey, are you watching Craig Robinson's show? And people are like, he has a show? Um, it's absurd. It's, yeah. um, and that's disheartening because there's all these great comics who are doing great shows, but they get no... Yeah. Anyway, we're, uh, every, it's so interesting. Everything comes back to the the how hard it is to get to watch yeah. these things. And that 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 narrative is in between you and I just telling people it, to yeah, enjoy Yeah, it's it. like the studios don't want us to enjoy these shows and we're fighting it's the true. good fight. Enjoy these shows. We're trying to make you, we're waking you up. Join the rebel alliance yeah. of people who are watching all oh, the shows. Please, <laughs> please. Um, I'll throw out a couple of more things just uh, uh, as we're wrapping up. Um, uh, one of my absolute favorite shows, and this is this show is funny, but it's not necessarily hilarious, like big hard comedy. But one of the most I feel like human uh, stories being told on television is uh, somebody somewhere. Oh, I love somebody um, somewhere. Yes, Bridget Everett just show got a third on Max. season renewal. So. Incredible performance from Bridget yes. Everett, incredible performance from Jeff Hiller, 
like truly fantastic Jeff Hiller yeah. performance. Just one of my and all-time that one favorites. is on HBO, but it got so lost in the shuffle of like Barry and Secession yeah. that like no one even noticed the finale, and it was beautiful. It's a great, it's truly a wonderful show. And I really urge people to, it's a, it's a small show. It's about, it's, it's really a very human story in a way that I feel like a lot of people don't get access to those stories. And this one is, it's, it's just incredible. I think it's a, it's a beautiful show. It's a half hour, but it's not a sitcom necessarily. Um, it's absolutely worth everybody yeah. getting into because Bridget it's Everett has done something so just original with it that I, I, it's it's just so good. And I I did not think it would get renewed honestly because it's just not the kind of show that that platforms seem interested in making these days. So when we got that third season renewal yesterday, oh, I was very very happy. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I was I was as well. It's one of those shows that I'm so happy when the new episode is out. I'm so happy to be in their world with them um, going through all of the trials and tribulations of life. And it, and I, I don't want to take away from it. It is very funny. Yeah, it's a very it funny, funny yeah. show. It, the I, last moment of the finale probably got one of the biggest laughs of the year for me. <laughs> I yeah, I don't I don't want to pretend I don't want to. Um, promote it as if it's a, a, a you know, sad or, or, you know, but it is, it's about people dealing with stuff, but it is funny people dealing yeah. with stuff. So as that being said, like, it's an absolutely But yeah, you watch. still feel for um, their friendship. It's so good. What what else do you want? Oh, yeah. We got to get all the wrecks out for the people. I've been watching a lot of the Agatha Christie uh, TV adaptations. Oh, yeah. So Hugh Laurie did one called Why Didn't They Ask Evans? Which stars Will Poulter and Lucy Boynton. I haven't and, heard about and this Hugh at Laurie. all. Is it on AMC? Incredible. Uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> it's either on AMC. It's it's on BritBox. Okay, I yeah. know that. Um, uh, not to brag, but I have BritBox. Okay, that's that's a fancy um, so one. So <laughs> I so I can watch all the British detective shows that I want. Um, uh, that was great. There was another. There was another one that had Bill Nye in it and a bunch of other great people called. And then there were no, no, no. Bill Nye was the other one. Um, Charles Dance um, was in, and then there were none, uh, which Sam Neill was in. That was also a great cast. Great, they're just great. Um, it, you know, it started when Poker Face ended. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm loving the Who Done It element of this yeah. series. And so there's all of these great Agatha Christie adaptations that are about, you know, it's two or three one hour episodes. So it's kind of like a yeah. movie, but to- told episodes. Like, yeah, and British they're great. TV, they're so good at a detective. They, they're so, so good. good at it. <laughs> really, very good. Um, I will throw out a documentary that's absolutely fantastic um, for, uh, for us and our business, especially um, the prolific character, wiretapper, private investigator, Anthony Pelicano, Uh, who went to jail for 17 years, had a podcast called Sin Sin Eater, Eater. The Crimes of Anthony Pelicano, which I love. Oh, I love it. Sin Eater. I watched this one. It's on Hulu. It's part of the New York Times Presents on Hulu series. Correct. Oh, it is. That one was so good. I had never heard of this man. And I was just like, oh, okay. What do we do about this? (laughs) Yeah. So I had heard about him and I was like, this is everything I want. Cause it's really like he, it it just, it's, it's wall to wall characters, him, all the lawyers. It's crazy. It's basically all of 
He was the private investigator wiretapper that Hollywood moguls and stars would use to investigate each other, to, you know, it just to commit yeah, crimes, crimes. Hide their, <laughs> on yeah. behalf of the studio. Or, yeah, there's a whole thing with like Chris Rock blackmail trying to people. like hide yep. an, a, a like dalliance with some woman he's cheating on his wife with. Yep. And you hear all the video of the guy being like, I can tear this woman apart. I got you. And it's like, oh, no. <laughs> It's nuts. The whole thing is nuts. And it's it's just a, a wild character study. And it's especially interesting in the kind of Hollywood of then, which is only 20 some odd years ago, yeah. versus the Hollywood of now, which is really kind of what we're talking about, which is tech. We're talking about we work in tech companies yeah. now. A lot of these a lot of these things are, you know, uh, all this problem we're having talking about streaming and all this stuff. This is all because of the disruptive nature of big tech in our yeah. business, which and is And now it's, you know, celebrities don't need an Anthony Pelicano to eat their sins. They just go on Instagram and yeah. do a live and say something nice and then exactly. everyone's like, "Oh yeah, okay, we're over it." <laughs> yeah. Um that same series New York Times presents also had a great documentary about uh, Jay yeah. Dilla, the the producer, beat maker um, from Slum Village and from all these other iconic, uh, this iconic run of, of hip hop albums and incredible character and incredible documentary about him and his impact and influence called The Legacy of Jay Dilla. That's a that fantastic really episode. Good. Yeah. Really like that. Because so many people were talking about it, I had never watched Picard, the show yeah. Picard, and everybody was talking about it. Paul Shear especially kept telling me that he that he loved it and he thought I would as well. Uh, just season three, he was talking about season three, Picard, 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 and I was like, I haven't watched seasons one yeah. and two. That feels like a lot, but I I I caved. I started watching season so you three. You skipped one and, and two totally. Turns out, didn't need to know. It's fantastic, Ashley. The show is a blast. I, if I really, I can just skip two whole seasons. I did, and I don't think I'm missing much of anything. And I'll go one okay. further. I have, I've, I do know that a lot of this series is making references and callbacks to old episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation, yeah. Star Trek Voyager. They're referencing. I don't know any of those shows. I know nothing about that stuff, and I'm still having a blast. Because it's basically, and I didn't know that, but it's perfectly dialed into where I'm at right now. It's a whodunit in space. Okay, okay. yeah. It's basically you, yeah, you can just pop Picard in. and the old crew need to solve a mystery. Okay. And that's then, what happens. Yeah. And it's great. I'm going to do it. I rarely do a show out of order, but for you, I will watch Picard from season three. I'm the same, because I really wrestled with it, because I was like, am I going to have to watch these first two seasons just to do it. And so many people were like, don't do that. Cause the first two seasons yeah. aren't, it's different showrunners. Yeah. Like style, I did it's a different two episodes of the first season and just didn't really get into so did it. I. And was kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. And, you know, didn't want to pay for Paramount plus anymore. I'll shout out just a couple more things. Um, I think you should leave Tim uh, Robinson's yes. incredible sketch show is back for season three on Netflix. It's like, in, in like yeah, next level, still just hilarious. so good. I don't know how they just keep getting better and better. And it makes me, you know, I still watch Saturday Same. Night Live um, uh, every week uh, when it's on. I still not when it's on. I, I watch yeah. it though, you know. Um, and I still have such an appetite for sketch comedy. And so I'm so happy. I think you should leave us there this year. 
um, History of the World Part Two uh, yes. came out, which was uh, I for, full disclosure, yeah. I was on an episode, but it great was a great, um, great sketch series. And then um, one of my favorite comedians right now, Jamie Dimitriou, who does um, Staff Let's yes. Flats, the British so show good. Staff Let's Flats. British comedian. He was on Fleabag. He, you would recognize him. He's been in a lot of stuff. He did a special for Netflix that's just yeah. sketches. It's a it's a comedy special, but it's just it, uh, it, it, disjointed yeah, it's called, sketches. Like, the life of Jamie or a, a whole, whole lifetime. lifetime. It's called. A I whole loved lifetime. this when I saw it. My favorite so sketch is like the teenagers who are like trying yes. to force themselves to have sex. And it was so good. And I thought, oh, everyone's going to talk about this. People know Stathlet's Flats. And uh, it just got lost. Zero. It it didn't make a dent. dent. Like, even didn't. Again, I'm shocked. It didn't make a dent to comedians, to like to my peers who I'd be like, hey, have you watched Jamie Dimitri's sketch special? And people would be like, what are you talking about? It just that that's I don't know. It's like we don't have Um, the same media channels or TV sites writing about these things. Like eight years ago, the AV club would have been all over that and would have, you know. Oh my God. Everybody would have been freaking out. Um, And it just, that doesn't exist anymore. Um, And then I'll just shout out one, a couple of last things. I know we're wrapping up. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're the one with the outs. Gendy Gendy Tartakovsky, uh, incredible animator, creator, uh, of everything from Samurai Jack to, uh, I think he was part of the Powerpuff Girls. He did the original Clone War, Star Wars Clone Wars short series. Um, in recent years, he, he he did the Hotel Transylvania movies, but in recent years, he did a show for HBO Max called Primal. Ah. That is an incredibly beautiful animated show about like a Neanderthal man and his best friend who is a T-Rex. And it's that's an incredible show. I've heard about uh, this that one. I can't recommend yeah, enough. I th- for some reason, I thought it was on Prime, but yeah. Oh no, it's on HBO or it's on yeah. Max now. And it's there's two seasons of it, and it's phenomenal. It's there are no there's no dialogue because obviously nobody speaks. So it's beautiful, just visual storytelling in, and it's so it's beautifully drawn. Everything about it is great. But that is merely to set up. That's a great series. Please, everybody, yes. watch Primal. But he has a brand new show that has just started. There's only four or five episodes. And it's called Unicorn Warriors Eternal. And it is incredible. (laughs) I cannot recommend this show enough. It is my favorite show right now that I've been trying to get everybody into. It is also on HBO. Or it is also on Max. And I I don't even want to explain what it is. Because it's, frankly, it's too difficult to explain. But it's a incredible fantasy adventure show uh forces of yeah. good versus forces oh, I, of evil i'm reading the description and i'm in it, it's uh, a young girl Great. unwittingly infused with magical ability all i need to read young girl magic yep. i'm in yes yes oh. exactly both of those incredible unicorn warriors eternal and primal um alone season 10 is about to come yes. out uh and i mean just the anticipation i couldn't be more hyped for Alone season I 10. I finally got into Alone since we last talked. I got Ooh, into it and yeah. I'm like, I did season nine and then I'm just like going to hop into the new season. I'm ready. Have you done any of the older ones? No. My, everyone's okay. like, you should Before go back. You, you should. Oh, you absolutely should go back, but don't just go back to any and all of them. I, if you want, uh, offline, I can tell you the, yeah. the seasons that I think are Please. 
like pretty incredible because yeah. there's like four seasons that are fantastic. That's all I want. Yeah, and then I want there's the a, highlights. Then there's a couple of other seasons. There's and all the seasons. Listen, everything's good. It's a great show, but there are a couple of seasons that just don't work as well for me. Okay. Uh, so alone, season ten, and then I want to shout out two movies if you don't mind. I'll allow it. One of which is because it's related to a TV show that I want to shout out because I love it, even though it's not recent. Okay. Did you watch the TV show We Are Lady Parts? Yeah. On Peacock. Love okay. We Are Lady Parts. I was so, really hoping we get more episodes. Love, obsessed with We Are Lady Parts. The uh, writer-director, uh, Nita Manzur from We Are Lady Parts, has a new movie out called Polite Society that huh. is incredible. Um, if you liked We Are Lady Parts, it is very similarly, it, the tone is very similar. Um, and it's, I, I, I know I've said it's a great coming of age story about a thousand times today, yeah, I mean, but it's a beautiful coming of age story for these two sisters who live in London and the lives that they're living and how they are kind of diverging from each other and trying to get back in it. I don't even want to get into it too much other than to say yeah. it's a beautiful story. It's a hilarious story. It's a it's a great great movie, and with um, a strong TV background. So with I, a strong okay, TV we'll background, yeah. and then the next one is I I will also tie it back. I well you know what I it, it, this is unrelated to TV, uh, but <laughs> but I want to hype it because I want it to get more attention uh, because I'm a huge fan of rom coms. I'm a huge fan of rom coms in a way that um, I fear we just aren't doing them anymore. I'm talking yeah. about like real uh, rom-coms real that rom -coms. feel f like engaged and like I feel like there's chemistry, not like, wouldn't it be funny if... Uh, yeah, like, like um, these two opposite side people. These, blah, blah, yes, blah, you know? it's not a... Um, it's not a gimmick rom-com. Like, uh-oh, I picked up the wrong hat box from the cleaners <laughs> and now I'm in love with the... This guy's hat this guy, or whatever, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's really just people meet and the rest of their experience is compelling and chemistry and funny and visually interesting. The movie is called Rye Lane. Um, Rain Allen Miller is the director. In Brit it's a British It's a British movie. Small okay. rom-com, beautiful. It's on Hulu. Um, it's streaming now. It's absolutely terrific. I cannot I recommend it enough. The music is great. The, it's visually stunning, I think. It's beautifully written. The performances are fantastic. The young actors who are in it are so compelling and have such genuine chemistry. It doesn't feel like, well, in order to get this movie made, we need one of the actors from this list and one of the yeah, actresses from, from this, this list. Yeah. And we'll put them together and that's the movie. You know, okay. this feels real. It feels like a good, compelling story. Yeah, um, I mean, Hulu has a lot of good original movies right now. I uh, another good rom com they just did. It came out in February. Is Three Ways? Uh, oh, I don't know really it. Really good. It's it's uh, the girl from DeGrassi is in it. Which oh know, okay, <laughs> but she plays this girl who has just like fallen for someone she thinks could be the love of her life. Uh, and she thinks that she's too prudish. So to oh. like seal the relationship, she decides to have a threesome. And you see it from each person's perspective. Oh, great. And it's so funny. It's oh, I'll like, watch that. Oh, great. Yeah, it's so funny. It is a rom-com in a way that you don't expect. Perfect. And you're just like, how did we get here? But I love this. <laughs> oh, that's great. And I'll shout out, even though it's not recent, although hopefully we'll get more of it. 
a rom-com TV series that I loved is Starstruck, the Rose Matafeo uh, show. Yes, Starstruck. Um, is, it's on Max. There's two seasons of it, and it's kind of a reverse Notting Hill. What if... Yeah. Uh, what if a, 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 a woman has a one night stand with a guy she realizes is a famous movie star? And then what happens then? You know, that's a very simplistic way of setting it up because it's a lot more. It's it's about this lead character and her kind of figuring out who she is and what yeah, her story where is, where she wants to be. And, I think uh, that shows dynamite. It's so good. I hope we get more. Who knows with what they're doing over at Max. Mm. But I I want to thank you for joining me, for Always. sharing all the TV you love. I, I feel your passion for it. I got the passion. We, we're getting people to watch TV. Come on. I would love for the audience that is listening to this to reply to you and tell you what they thought of the stuff we're recommending. Yeah, I, I, I want, love hearing what people I want think the about feedback. the shows. I'm not on uh, social media, so don't try and tell me about it. Yeah. But tell Ashley about it. Tell me about it. <laughs> so I can be vindicated. Yeah, so thank you so much for joining me. If you're listening, you know all the things to watch with Jason. And also listen to How Did This Get Made? Uh, not on social media, so, you know, tell me. Tell me so, what you yeah, think. Yeah, so, but I will say, please, if you're out there, please be watching Housebroken Season 2, Sunday yes. nights on Fox, and Star Trek Prodigy. Yes, it, the, I, the finale has not aired yet for Housebroken. Watch it. Uh, last episode, there was actually a reference to Alabama Jackson, the show I wrote on. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I there was the that. Illinois James joke with Donald <laughs> that was... That's a reference great. to our show no one watched. Oh so go watch House Broken. It will tide you over while Bob's Burgers is gone. Please watch Star Trek Prodigy. I I would appreciate that. We need those eyeballs. And we need and and if you're worried about a show that you like or you want them to make more of it, set your TV or your iPad to just autoplay all yeah. the episodes in a row because the number that these streamers are looking at isn't the number of people who are watching the show. It's the number of people who complete the series. So the completion rate, I, this is, I hate that I'm having to say this yeah. on this podcast. The completion rate is, it matters. So please, if you like a show, even if you think you'll watch it later or yeah. whatever, autoplay the whole Let season so that those numbers exist so that hopefully we can make more of these shows. Ah, yeah. I want more Housebroken. I absolutely love it. Thank you for joining me. Uh, and yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray. Another episode, another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Scott Sani, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio, and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.